Yo, 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 yo. Welcome in, man. Today is March the 4th, 2023. It's your boy Chris, and this is the Cash with Chris NBA betting show slash podcast. Uh, I'm sorry I'm a little late this morning, man. I had some technical difficulties. Laptop was acting a little crazy this morning. Didn't want me to get, get the show started. So uh, I apologize for that. Welcome in to everyone. Um, let's attack the NBA slate, man. It's the last week of the NBA. We got a lot of games today, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I got some analysis that I want to give you guys, some spots that I'm looking to back already, a couple bets that I placed already as well. There is uh, 13 games today, so it's a lot of a lot of opportunity to make some money. Like I said, it's the last week of the NBA, so why not do so, man? Why not do so? Uh, real quick recap of Friday. Friday, I haven't done a show since Friday of my own. I did do a show on Saturday with Jay, with Jay Money. I was on his show, if you guys watched. Um, didn't have any official plays, but a couple of the leans cash. And then on Sunday, one official play, which was the uh, – Memphis Grizzlies and Chicago Bulls to go under the 230. And you see Memphis just turn the ball over time after time after time after time in the fourth quarter. Just give up layup after layup after layup after layup. It was crazy. And the game goes over by six points. So uh lost that play on Friday, though. Um, I think I think we went uh three and four. Um, that was the Portland game. The Portland, Portland goes over. I had the full game under. Also had uh, Portland team total under Sacramento plays no defense in that game, but we move on. We get to uh, we get to the new week, man. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Early, 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 early. Uh, what up, Justin? Um, Derek, Ty, Patrick, uh, LJ, my guy. Hit the like button for me as y'all join, man. Let's get into it. Uh, like I said, sorry for running a few minutes late, but. Let's get into it, man. So I got a few games I want to talk about. And I got a couple games I got plays in already that I want to share with you guys as well. Um, let's see. First game up. Let's go to uh, – and I didn't even make banners. I'm, I apologize for that. But I don't even got – I don't even got a lot of banners. I can make them on the fly real quick. Let's see what we got. We got Raptors and we got Hornets. And it looks like the spread is – what I saw last night was 14. I don't think it's changed any this morning. Let me just make sure. Uh, wrap this Hornets 14 and a half. Um, first game up, and I want to give you guys uh, 14 and a half. We got a total of 225. Uh, I want to give you guys just what I got on the game. So, wrap this Hornets. Uh, so wrap this into the game in the ninth spot in the play in tournament. They're one game ahead of Chicago. Um, so Chicago can still catch them, I think. They have the same record as the Hawks, but the Hawks um, – they have the same record as the Hawks, but the Hawks either own a tiebreaker or have a better uh, conference record. With three games left, this is a big game for Toronto uh, because they do have Boston tomorrow and they have Boston again this week and they finish the season off with the Bucks. So, honestly, it could be the only, uh, you know, game that they win the rest of the season, depending on, you know, if the Bucks and the uh, and the Boston Celtics want to, you know, come out here and, and win every game because they are still in, you know, kind of a little bit of the number one seed. Uh, you know, either one of those teams could kind of take the number one seed. The Bucs can't uh, – if the Celtics won out and the Bucs uh, don't, then I think Boston could potentially still catch Milwaukee in this uh, – uh, yeah, Boston can still catch Milwaukee for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I'm not sure how likely that's going to be, though, and I'm going to talk about those games in a second. Um, for the Hornets, 
PJ Washington, uh, Kelly Oubre, Terry Rozier, all ruled out already. Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable. And Mark Williams is probable as well. Um, I think that this game goes under. Uh, I know that the last game flew over over the total on Monday. I'm sorry, on Monday. On uh, on Sunday when they played. But I looked at um, – I got a system that says that this game goes under. That system says uh, – because it is the first leg of a back-to-back for Toronto. So the system says that – uh, when teams are playing each other within a four-day uh, period and um, the team won as a favorite in the last game, it's not the playoffs. They are role favorites in this one. It's after the All-Star break, and the line is greater than the previous line and your next rest equals zero. Looks like that's only happened 19 times within the database. It's uh, 13 and 6 to the under. Those games are staying under by an average of five points. And that would fit the mold for this Raptors and uh, Hornets game. Did I play it? No, but just wanted to kind of share the information with you guys there. Uh, Let's see. Next game I want to touch on really quickly, and these going to be super quick. I want to touch on uh, this Heat versus Pistons game. Um, It looks like the Pistons are catching um, 11 and a half. And the total just opened up, opened up at 221. Uh, we know that the Pistons have been struggling to score, man. I think this game probably stays under. Total hadn't even come out last night. Pistons have been, been, been barely getting to 100 points. Um, they, they Their offense is just really taking a dive off the cliff. Uh, let's see. After the All-Star break, this team is 13-6 and six to the under. Those games only averaging 220 points. Uh, they only scoring 105, allowing 115. So, Number could, could you could say numbers been right on the money. Um, the Magic game did go over, but it wasn't in part to them at all. They scored 102 points. Uh, they did get 115 against the Rockets, only 106 against the Thunder, only 97 against the Raptors, only 107 to the Hawks. They scored 100 in the last game with the Heat. So, uh, not a game I'm probably gonna end up playing, but I'll tell you guys this so the Heat do sit uh, two games behind Brooklyn for the sixth seed in the East, but more importantly. They're three games above Atlanta and Toronto. So they probably most likely won't get caught. They play the Miami Heat do. They play in Philly on Thursday. So they'll have, uh, you know, a day of rest after this game. And then they go, then they play in Washington on Friday and finish the season at home against Orlando on Sunday. The Heat are, uh, throughout this season, they are 5-17-1 and one against the spread versus the team with the 40% win percentage or less. If you if you uh, look at them specifically on the road in this spot, only two seven and one against the spread uh, in that spot as well. So it makes it kind of difficult because the Heat typically don't get up for opponents like this. The Pistons do seem like they've kind of rolled over. I was reading reading into this game just a tad bit more, and uh, you know, Coach Dwayne Casey said that he feels like the the last few games are about development, but it's also about execution. It's about executing the game plan. It's about going out there and continue to play hard. And he feels like his guys just didn't do that. Uh, so. Maybe they bring it on the defensive end. Um, I will say that, you know, looking at that last game for the Heat, they did. They were without Bam on a Bayou in that game. He's probably going to play today. But what Eric Spolster did, and he's already talked about these games being like playoff games. What Eric Spolster did is he uh, he took Kevin Love out of the rotation. And that's been key, right? Like when they run the three-guard uh, set, then, you know, it just works a lot better when you don't have him down there clogging up the paint. He also played a lot better off the bench as well. So I think that they'll probably continue to do that. I look for the Heat to uh, to be able to smash the Pistons in this spot, but it really wouldn't, it wouldn't, it really wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, 
surprise me too much if they won the game by 10 points. So just kind of sharing my thoughts with you guys there. Um, let's see. Cavs in the Magic. I kind of like the under in this spot. Uh, you look at the Cavs. This team, let me get to a banner real quick on this game. And then I, I'm not going – I don't have an official play or anything on this game, but I do want to just kind of share my thoughts with you guys. So it looks like it opened as the Magic catching four and a half points at home. Um, and uh, it wasn't a – it wasn't a total last night when I went to sleep, but it looks like it's about 223 and a half. And it looks like it's on the rise, too. The total opened at 222, and it's actually gone up, uh, Cavs and Magic. So uh, so the Mavs are in the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. They're uh, two and a half games. What is that? Two and a half games? Yeah, two and a half games behind the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. On the opposite side, and they're coming off a win against the Indiana Pacers. That was a game that they got Jared Allen back on Sunday. Uh, on the opposite side, you look at this Magic team. The Magic have won five of their last six and six of their last eight. They've covered nine games in a row, and they aren't eliminated yet from the playoffs, even though a win from the Chicago Bulls will eliminate them from the playoffs. If they lose a game, the Orlando Magic, or if uh, the Bulls win a game, then they will be eliminated. And the other thing to keep in mind is that the Cavs and the Magic also play again. Uh, very, very soon. I think it's on Thursday, I want to say. So this is the first game of one of those kind of mini series, those mini back-to-back series. I think both games will be played in uh, in Orlando as well. So the Cavs on the road for both of these games. Um, the Magic need this game. Man. I low-key want to take the Magic plus the four and a half, but I think that looking at the total might be even, you know, a little bit better. I know that the Magic have been scoring um, in their last few games. Their offense has kind of picked up a lot. But I don't – I think the Cavs, you know, they, they got Jared Allen back. You see that last game go under. I talked about that when I did the show with Jay Money on Sunday. Uh, you see the, the Cavs also hold um, the Orlando Magic – I'm sorry, the, the Indiana Pacers under their team total. I think they come in here and try to play with some play some defense, man. They've been kind of slouching on the defensive end the last few games. I watched the, 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 uh, <clears throat> the halftime interview, and the coach came out and said, man, we got to get back to our fundamentals. We got to get back to – playing Cavalier basketball. So I think both teams kind of bring it defensively. The Magic kind of have to bring it defensively if they're going to want to, you know, kind of have any sense of keeping their playoff hopes alive. So I think that the Magic bringing on a defensive end, I'll be looking towards this total to go under the 223 and a half. It looks like it's going up to 224 on DraftKings. So maybe you wait and you you, you see how long, you know, you see how high the number goes. I will say that this will be uh, the third time that these two teams have, have met and both games have stayed under throughout the season both games have stayed under i don't think they've even come close to going over the total we know that the orlando magic play at an extremely slow pace we know that the Cavs play at an extremely slow pace so i'll be looking towards this game to go under um that's how i'm looking at this game Cavs versus magic uh also couldn't talk anybody off donovan mitchell props deuce been absolutely on a heater uh they got jared allen back so that's kind of shifted uh shifted uh Karis LeVert, um, not really out of the rotation at all, but, um, you know, out of his start, out of, he was starting. And then it's going to be important to see if Isaac Okoro, I didn't see if Isaac Okoro got rolled out of this game, but Karis LeVert's been starting for him, starting for him. So I lean Magic plus the four and a half. I think if the Cavs win this game, it'll probably be a tightly contested one, but that's how I'm kind of looking at this game. So that's what I got for you guys there. Let me see what y'all say in the comment section before I keep it going. So, uh new week new money that is that's a fact frank um what do you think of gobert and what do you think of mb double double parlay 
Uh, I couldn't talk you off. In, I'm actually about to. I actually want to talk about that game. I want to talk about that game uh, right now. Um, I like Gobert double double. They playing against the Nets. I've been talking about taking teams double double. I talk about Walker Kessler rebounds plus points the other day. I like Gobert double double. Uh, and B should get a double double today. I know that they are playing against the Boston Celtics, and the Boston Celtics already ruled uh, Robert Williams out. So I like that. I like that look a lot. And B still campaigning for the MVP as well. Um, I like it. I like it. I would lean Hornets team total under. Uh, yeah, I couldn't talk anybody off Hornets team total under. Hornets went over in their last game. Uh, Book Knight had a big game, uh, but the, the, they should. This game should go under. Toronto should play at a little bit slower pace. I expect them to pick it up on the defensive end. Also, key key to note in that game, uh, OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. both listed as questionable. OG Ananobi kind of rolled his ankle in the last game. If anybody was watching that game on Sunday, uh, so yeah, just just some other stuff to kind of take take into consideration. Uh, loving the Pels game under. I actually played it already. I'm gonna talk about that game in a sec- second. Uh, let's see. Patrick said Warriors, Cleveland, Lakers, Miami, Milwaukee. That's my five best. Uh, okay. Uh, dumb betting on the Heat. They don't care who they play as long as they get in. That's a, they don't care who who win. That's a fact, uh, Frank. But Detroit, man, Detroit. The the last time that Miami played Detroit, I've been watching that game. It was on a Sunday, I want to say. And Detroit kept the game close all the way through, and then still lost. They still didn't cover the spread. The game just kind of got away at the end. Uh, their offense just, just you know, Miami has that innate ability to be able to t- turn you, like to turn your offense off, you know, when they when they need to. So they could still, you know, this could be a tightly contested game the whole entire game. They still end up covering the spread. So um, those are my thoughts on that, Frank. Probably why I'm not going to play, play the spread at all. Uh, Lean Jaden Ivy three-pointers over. Best of luck if you play that, Tez. Uh, what else? When the enemy – Books then go to spread each day. I tell myself, why should I take them? Why should I take what they offer? Then proceed to subtract or add to the carrot, carrot, the correct number, the carrot number before betting over under. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense, uh, John. I guess that makes sense. You you can't wait until the last second. Make sure you get the best one. Uh, and then Tez said uh, he leans the magic spread. I lean the magic spread as well. Didn't play it quite yet. Um, all right, so let's keep going. So Timberwolves and the Nets game. I'll tell you guys what I like in this one. Uh, I did bet this one already. Cavs Magic. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's go T-Wolves. Uh, Nets. Uh, looks like the Nets are laying one point. And the total is, I think it was 229 when I looked at it last night. Let me just check and make sure real quick. Uh 27 and a half is widely available. Uh, and it looks like looks like the spread is moving already as well. It's down to a pick some places. Uh, so set the table real quick. Timberwolves, uh, in nine game and they, so they I'm sorry, in the ninth seed in the West, only uh one game ahead of Oklahoma City for the final spot for the play in. Uh, I do think that OKC loses today to Golden State. Um, so this game. You know, doesn't mean as much for the Timberwolves as far as seeding goes, because uh, I don't think they're going to fall behind and get in the temp seat. But I will say this. Uh, Timberwolves got a bad, bad taste in their mouth. Um, I don't know if anybody was paying attention, but they actually lost as the, the biggest dog in the last thir- the biggest favorite in the last 30 years. They were actually at home against the Portland Trailblazers the other day as well. And I've been hyping the Timberwolves up, man. I talked about them being a, you know, really elite team. They uh, went to 
Sacramento and Golden State at the beginning of last week and won two impressive games on back to backs. Uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> absolutely, uh, you know, beat those teams up. And then they come back home and they, you know, of course, they lose to the Lakers. And then they lose to the San- they lose to the Portland Trailblazers without Damian Lillard, CJ, uh, without Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, Anthony Simons, um, Jeremy Grant. It was crazy, man. But back to this game. Um, they are also just wanting to have games behind the Pelicans and the Lakers for the seventh seed. So while they can they can kind of make up ground if the Lakers or the Pelicans lose, they're coming off like I said that big upset uh, uh, loss at home on Sunday, they play in San Antonio and they host the Pelicans for the, for their last three games of the season. So they got the Nets today. They go to San Antonio should be a winnable game. Then they host the Pelicans on the last game of the season. Uh, they will be without Nas Reed. That's a big injury for him. He's done for the season. Uh, unfortunately, Nas Reed's been balling out. I, I hope that he still somehow, you know, secures the bag because dudes are absolute stud off the bench for them. And he probably could start on a lot of teams, just his ability to be able to handle the ball. Uh, play defense, uh, you know, create his own shot uh, and, and kind of carry that offense in the second unit. The Nets on the opposite side, one is a three in a row, but they haven't covered any spreads. They've actually failed to cover some spreads and they, they low key should have lost. I don't know if people were watching them play against the Utah Jazz on Sunday, but they let Utah come all the way back. Utah had a chance to win that game and, you know, barely kind of kind of got away with that one. Uh, so you could say that the, the Nets are, you know, kind of teetering on a loss. They should lose uh, this game. And I think that they do lose this game. I did bet the Timberwolves plus the one. Uh, looks like, like I said, like it's down to a to a pick. But to me, it seems like, uh, you know, while Brooklyn, they they still want to stay where they are as far as the playoff season. I think that they, they get this game. Uh, I think that they lose this game. It's the last game at home of a road trip. And the Timberwolves got a real, real bad taste in their mouth. I watched the post-game interview with Mike Conley with slow-mo um with Cro- coach chris finch and i think that uh i think they fired up for this one man i think that they really really fired up a lot of the times these teams play down the competition and i think that's what we saw in that game right how do you find the motivation to win by 18 um to win by 19 when you're playing against a team that legit you know is not supposed to be on your level at all and i think that you know what you hear in the interview is that the level of focus attention to detail and that's what they didn't have in the last game and they kind of admitted it i do think that they come out here and beat this next team the timberwolves this timberwolves team is better than that next team i'll tell you guys that and they they got a probably a real real bad taste in their mouth um so it's no it's it's not a lot of systems on this one i did have a system that's on this one and i won't even share that with you guys but it's not a lot of systems on this one it's more so of a field play for me i do think the timberwolves are the better team between the two uh, I think that they have the guys that can come in here and play lockdown defense, and they don't play well against teams that have a losing record. I think the Timberwolves are only five and ten uh, straight up this season against the teams that have the worst record in the NBA. And I'm talking about the Charlotte Hornets. They lost twice to the Charlotte Hornets. I'm talking about uh, the the Houston Rockets. They only three and one. You should have probably swept the Houston Rockets. You shouldn't have lost to them that one time. Um, and it's a couple other teams as well. Uh, that they just don't they don't play well against the against the the terrible teams in the in the in the east or the west. So I did take the Timberwolves plus the win last night. Um, I think that they win the game outright. I also think it may this game may go under as well. Uh, I think they bring it with the defense, but I didn't play that. Next game I want to touch on real quick, and then I'm gonna get about it. I got two more games I want to talk about real quick. Uh, and that game is the 
Uh, Kings and the Pelicans, another interesting game. Spray kind of getting away, so if people wanted to jump on the Pelicans, they probably should have already. The number now is all the way up to uh, to three, three and a half. So it looks like the looks like the Pelicans are laying three. The spread actually opened at one. The total uh, two thirty seven and a half is what I got it at. La- what I got it at last night looks like that number is uh. Still widely available on most books as well. Um, but I did I already played this one also. So setting the table for this game, we got the Kings. Um, this team, uh, you know, coming off a big loss as well. They were 16-point favorites uh, at home, 16-point home favorites against the San Antonio Spurs team. Another team that, you know, what, you, what are you getting up for to play against the San Antonio Spurs for? We know that they have been uh, resting guys, sitting guys, big dogs. They have covered both of their last game, that being the second, the 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 uh, San Antonio Spurs. They covered against Golden State the night before, as well. Well, Friday night as well. Um, so the Kings, I'm you know looking into it, reading about it, and uh, once again, man, it's been the story of the season. But the Kings just don't, they don't, uh, they don't play defense. And you know, Coach Mike Brown again saying that he's been, you know, extremely upset with the soft defense that they've been playing recently. It's like they can't – they don't – They they're not a good defensive team. It takes – in my estimation, they're not a good defensive team. It takes too much effort to play defense consistently for these guys. They, they don't have a lot of size, even though they did try to bring Alex Lynn back in for, you know, the last game. Um, Kessler Edwards also being, you know, added into the rotation to kind of track some tracks of some minutes for, uh, you know, some of the young guys on the team. But you look at the Pelicans. They've been the number one defensive team throughout the, the the second half of the season. Um, their games are flying under the total, and I think that they win this game. I, I think what I looked at last night was – so it's two things I want to share with you guys. So first thing being this, uh, I looked at this from uh, cleaning the glass perspective. So what I looked at was this season, uh, entirety of the season, I looked at the, uh, the Sacramento Kings when they're on the road and they're – hold on, I don't even think I looked at on the road. Yeah, on the road playing against a top 10 defensive team. Sacramento actually has uh, the 24th best, or you could say the sixth worst, um, offensive uh, differential as far as points per possession. They're only five and eight in those games. They get, they're getting outscored uh, by average of 8.7 points per game. So should they lose this game, do it mean more to the Pelicans? Absolutely. They're only scoring 109.6 points per possession. And the effective field goal percentage is 52.7, which is 20th in the NBA. Uh, and then you look at their defense on the opposite side. Uh, they are allowing 118.3 per points per possession, which is 19th. Allowing teams to shoot 56.4% effective field goal percentage, which is 16th. So you, you know you look at the difference. You look at the difference there. 118 uh, to 109. I think. That could potentially be the score today. 118 plus 109 is about 228 points. So I did take the under in this game. Uh, actually, my favorite play, probably my favorite play of the day. First, so, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit more information. That's from a cleaning the glass perspective. The Kings, 13-5 and five to the under as roll dogs this season. If the total is 237 or higher, they're 7-2 and two to the under in that spot. Kings also 5-1 and one to the under when they're roll dogs facing the team they've previously beaten. 
with the only over actually happening in that double overtime game against the Clippers, which was the you know most points scored, second highest most points scored uh, right after the All-Star break. The Kings are also 3-0 and to the under as road dogs on the first leg of a back-to-back because this is the first leg of a back-to-back for them. On the opposite side, you look at the Pelicans, 12-3 and to the under at home when the total was 230 or higher. They don't have totals this high. They're staying under the, that, that average by about 14 points. Um, and then one other thing I looked at that they're pointing me towards the under, I looked at, uh, so since the start of the last season, started 2021, I looked at home favorites playing against uh, teams that have a greater win percentage than they do. Um, their opponents is on the first leg of a back-to-back, and it's after the 75th game of the season. So I only wanted to look towards the end of the season. It's a regular season game. And they are not playing on the first leg of a back-to-back in a conference game. Those games mean a lot to the team that has the losing, the the, the lesser uh, or uh, the the team that has the the worst win percentage, right? But they are home favorites. Those games are nine and two to the under. So I'll say that one more time. Started the 20, 2021 season, home favorites playing against a team that has a better win percentage than they do. Their opponent is on the first leg of a back-to-back. I'm sorry, their opponent uh, is not playing on the first leg of a back-to-back. They're not playing on the first leg of a back-to-back. It's after game number 75 in the regular season, and it's a conference game. Nine and two to the under in that spot. I really, really like this under. It's probably my top player today. Under 237 and a half. I think that we see some money come in on the under, and this one starts to trickle down. You guys can monitor it and not play it right now if you don't want to. But I do like this play as probably my, my top player today. I think that the Pelicans come in here, play defense. I think that the Kings also try to respond to what Coach Mike Brown is saying, and they bring it on the defensive end as well. I really, really like this under 237 and a half. If I, if I had the top player today, like I said, this is probably going to be it. Uh, let's see. What else y'all on real quick? And I got one more game I want to talk about. And I'm already 27 minutes in, so I'm going slow, but it's a big slate today. Uh, Ted said Jay Money on the Wolves. Okay, I like the alignment. I like the alignment. Jay, Jay know when the Wolves cash too, man. Jay definitely know when the Wolves cash, so I like it. Uh, staying on Shaden Sharp points prop until the end of the season. Dude's been crushing it. Couldn't talk you off, Mike. Could not talk you off. They get uh, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies not gonna be locked in for that game. You're not gonna get up to play against the Portland Trailblazers, so that's why you find so much value with taking the points for the dog. but they got so many people in the injury report. I'm not sure who going to play. They might have to call somebody from the street to play in that game today. Um, I would play Wolves and Rudy Gobert double-double. I like it. I'm playing the under 238, under 228 in that game. You mean to? Okay. Yeah, I couldn't talk you off that under as well. I got to look a little bit more into that one. 228 is pretty low total, though. So I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure I locked, locked that one in yet. Last game I wanted to turn. Um, you said Kings and Pels feel trappy. Uh, that's why I'm not playing the side. Uh, I wanted to, I lost the Pelicans uh, to be honest with you. I wanted the Pelicans early, uh, when the line was minus two, I don't like the three and a half Kings also, like I said, coming off that outright loss as a, as a big, big favorite. So they probably going to want to play hard in this game, kind of turn up. They will potentially be without Malik Monk. We know that he didn't, he was a late scratch for the last game against San Antonio Spurs. He probably won't play today, but We'll just see how it goes. He, I think it was like hamstring tightness or something, some kind of lower leg injury, and he's listed as questionable for this game. So I'm not 100% sure what happens in the game. Uh, I do think the Pelicans win, though, uh, and I think uh, the Kings um, I think the Kings uh, play defense. I think both of these teams try to play a little bit of defense, and I, that's why I took the under instead of playing the side. Last game I want to touch on real quick is the uh, Warriors and the last game of the day, the Thunder. Well, no, I don't think it's the last game of the day. 
Thunder and the Warriors. Um, so line in this one, I think, was at seven and a half. Uh, am I right? Yeah, it's up to eight now. So uh, Warriors are actually laying eight points. Total in this one is steadily going up. I see it all the way up to 244. So that's the number we're going to use, 244. Uh, opened at 241, though. So, uh, you know, Warriors, prime time over, uh, public over team. Um, I don't think that this game goes over, though. You you look at this game, uh, and I actually like the under. I actually like the under. Will I let it get bet all the way up before I actually place it? Absolutely. Uh, if it's three, three and a half points, already going over uh bet up to the over then i'll wait a little while and i'll play the over later um couple different things i looked at so first of all we know that the warriors go under when they're at home they go over on the road typically when they bring their best defense the thunder just lost to the um to the uh phoenix suns on sunday and a game that they had pretty they, they they actually had uh i think it was tied at the end of the first quarter they kept that game close for the for the most part um, they haven't been able to really score as many points as they previously have been. We know that they lost to Oklahoma, they lost to Indiana before coming home and losing that game to uh, the Phoenix Suns as well. And that game actually went under as well. Uh, so Thunder, you know, trying to play a little bit of defense. Um, the Warriors on the opposite side, they were actually in a game that went under on Sunday as well. They lost that game on uh, a potential, uh, you know, game-winning three-pointer by Clay Thompson that he missed. Uh, but they're trying to, you know, they, they still got a lot to play for as well. I think that they're in the sixth seed right now, uh, in the in the yeah sixth seed right now in the Western Conference. Of course, the Thunder are in the tenth seed in the Western in the Western Conference as well. The Warriors, uh, they they should get Wiggins back, but it won't be today. Uh, I did see that he's coming back, so uh, thankful that they, you know, he's actually getting back to basketball. I'm pretty sure he's going to be excited about that. A um, couple things that lean up that line up towards the under this game. So first of all, I got a system play. Uh, that was actually active on the um, Bucks and the 76ers, the Bucks and the in the Sixers game on Sunday, and that's that's that system says that uh, since the start of the 2020 season, you look at teams playing each other within a 30 day period. The previous uh, in the previous matchup, the 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 favorite loss, um, and then it's not the playoffs. It's uh, the home favorite in this game. And uh, after the All-Star break, it's a conference game. So uh, very similar to the Bucks situation. Those games are now 14-4-1 to the under, uh, which is – let me give you guys that number. 14-4 to the under, which is 78.8% uh, of uh, the time those games go under. Only, only a 19-game sample size, but I'm willing to ride with that. It looks like – uh, every game this season have actually gone under except one push, and that push came uh, on the Kings and the Jazz game back on March the 23rd. So uh, I like this game to go under. I also looked at the Warriors as home favorites post-All-Star break. Like I said, the total's going up, but the Warriors are 7-3 and three to the under uh, as home favorites after the All-Star break. Those games are actually staying under by an average of 12 points. So money coming in on the over, I think that this game goes under. I think it goes under by, by a nice little bit as well. Um, they did go over but that, the, in the last one, but that one was that game was played against the San Antonio Spurs. So not a real, you know, motivational spot there. They will be motivated in this one, I think, though, to, you know, kind of get their get off the uh, you know, the short losing snot that they that they uh that they, you know, kind of want to respond to after the, the loss to the Nuggets. So um, like I said, seven to three to the under, staying under by an average of 12 points. 
I know that the Thunder typically, you know, can score, but I think Golden State limits them. I don't see this game being a 120 to 120 game in Golden State. The Golden State Warriors haven't had a 120 to 120 game. The only game that they've had that was, you know, even close was a, a 125 to 116 game um, that was against the Bucks, and that game went to overtime. So, you know, Golden State, their, their defense does not allow teams to score 120 points. So maybe you even look at the Thunder team total to stay under. Here, so so Golden State playing as a home favorite post All Star break, uh, they they've allowed 101 to the Rockets, 104 to the Timberwolves, 105 to the Trailblazers, 99 to the Pelicans, 116 in overtime to the Bucks, only 112 to the Suns, 112 to the Sixers, 99 to the Timberwolves, 109 to the Pelicans, and 115 to the to the Spurs. So to me, that says that this game goes under. Like I said, uh, the highest total that we've had post-All-Star break, I think this game flies under the total. So that's what I got for you guys there. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go back to the comment section, and I'm going to get up out of here. also want to put a banner at the bottom, let you guys know what I did better already uh, for anybody who, who jumped in late or don't have time to watch the whole entire show. Uh, I did play Timberwolves. Um, that's one. I also played Sacramento, New Orleans, under 237 and a half. And I also am going to play this under as well. And I'll just I'll just give give you guys a number that I see right now. Uh, if it goes up, you know, I'll play it more. If it starts to drop, I'll definitely play it. But I think that the current total is totally fine to take the under on. Uh, and that game is OKC versus Golden State to stay under the 244. Uh, I'll give you guys those, uh, other, other things that I'm looking at and they are, they are at the bottom. Um, other things that I'm, that I'm looking at that I wrote down in my notes section was, uh, Cleveland Orlando to go under the total as well. Did, like I said, didn't play that one. I know people were talking about the double doubles. I couldn't talk y'all off any of the double doubles. Any thoughts on the lake show? <clears throat> so Zachariah, before I get out of here, since you're my guy, uh, let's talk about that game real quick. So Super trappy game. Y'all know I typically don't bet my Lakers. I don't even talk about them on the show. The Lakers are are riding high right now. Uh, actually went into Orlando uh, to Houston and did what we were supposed to do the other day. Imagine that. Imagine the Lakers going somewhere and doing what they're supposed to do. That, that sounds kind of crazy. Uh, the Lakers got everything that they needed the other day, though. So they beat the Rockets. They they had the, the, the Jazz lost to the Nets. The Timberwolves lost to the Blazers. The Mavs lost to the, to the Hawks. The Thunder lost to the Suns. And the Warriors lost to the Nuggets. So Lakers in seventh spot in the Western Conference uh, could potentially move up to, to fifth, but I, I don't want fifth. I don't want fifth. The, the team that ends in fifth, uh, they're going to get an early exit because they probably will more than they will end up playing um, the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if you guys are looking at the landscape, but Phoenix kind of cemented, locked into that fourth seed. Uh, so you don't want to move up that high. But anyway, getting back to the game, uh, you asked specifically about, about this game for the Lakers. So um let's see it was something that i had on it so 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 just look at the situation for the lakers so lakers are um i think it was something that i had in my notes give me a second hold on let's see uh all right so trap game for the lakers potentially you coming off all these wins then it's the last game of a road trip. 
And it's the first leg of a back-to-back. The Lakers play the Clippers tomorrow at home. So which one of these games mean most? They both should mean about the same for the Lakers. The Lakers essentially need to win. They need to win out. Um, you got a game against Phoenix as well, which probably won't be an easy win. Uh, it depending on if Phoenix plays everybody or if they don't. Um, so Lakers in Utah today. I also saw that Colin Sexton got upgraded to questionable. He hasn't played in about two weeks. Um, also, Walker Kessler is out. He's done for the season. They're shutting him down. Uh, Lloyd Marketing is questionable. So it's a difficult game, man. It's a real, real difficult game. Um, but for the Lakers, last game of a road trip, first leg of a back-to-back, you come back home, you play against the uh, play against the Clippers. Do you overlook the Jazz tonight? I absolutely, I hope not. I absolutely hope not. Uh, hopefully AD plays. We know that he got banged up in the, in the, in the, not the last game, but the game before the last game, uh, against the Timberwolves. He did play well, 40 points, 15 rebounds in the last game. So should the Lakers beat the Utah Jazz? They absolutely should. But, um, Bron, first time coming back, does he play the second leg of the back-to-back? Does he sit this one and play the next one? Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. I know that Utah is going to be looking to spoil, a lot of people's, uh, you know, play in tournaments. This team continues to play hard. I don't know if people watching the Utah Jazz play, but they've covered the last three spreads. They covered against Boston on Friday. They covered against the Nets and and a game that they potentially had a chance to win on Sunday as well. So, um, and then I forgot who they played before that, but they also covered their game as well. That's what I was looking at. So, uh, I think you kind of wait. If you like the Lakers, maybe you wait, see what the see if you get a better line. Maybe LeBron doesn't play. Maybe he does play. Um, maybe they sit AD and, and keep him for the second leg of the back-to-back because you kind of want to win against the Clippers tomorrow so that you own the tiebreak over them, especially with you being so close in seeding. So that's I guess those are my thoughts, Zachary. Right? I think the Jazz going to play hard, man. It will be their first game back home, though, after a three-game road trip. They haven't been, they haven't played at the crib in a while, so maybe they're a little fatigued. Uh, you know, first game back home is typically a spot you want to fade them in. Uh, Lakers, last game on the road, typically a spot you want to fade them in, especially on the first leg of a back-to-back as well. So those are my thoughts. I'm not playing the Laker game. That's what I'm looking at, though. Let's see. Uh, John Bell said your, your top play plus eight, um, plus eight points. Utah, uh, so under 245, Sacramento, New Orleans. Um, yeah, it's not that high, but uh, <laughs> best of luck, John, if you, if you altered that high. Let's see. Magic versus Cleveland uh, over went up two points, but you think it's going to go under anyway? Yeah, you wait. You wait in that spot, Tracy. You wait. Um, this is a game that the the Orlando Magic absolutely have to have. If they lose this game, their playoffs are done. But they've covered nine games in a row. They've won six of their last seven, five of their last six, and six of their last eight. So clearly, they're still trying to make the playoffs. If Cleveland comes in here, and overlooks this team then they probably won't bring it on the offensive end. The Magic going to have to play their best defensive game of the season. To me, that says the game goes under. So you let it go up, and then you take the under. That's what. That's the only way I would play it. Uh, let's see. Frankie said, only thing I trust in the Lakers game is, is uh, Reeves giving us 15. Reeves going to do his part, man. Austin Reeves has been balling. I don't want to talk about him too much. I know I've been laying low on the Lakers, man, because they've been actually playing so well, but I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Lakers win both. That's why LeBron – uh, LeBron's back. I hope you're right, Roger. I hope you're right, man. Get back to her. I don't think uh, we overlook him. I hope you're right, Zachary. I hope y'all right, man. And I don't think that we don't lose the game. I don't think we lose the game to Utah tonight, even though anything's possible. I think we don't potentially cover the spread. The spread's already up to eight, I think I saw that when I woke up this morning. Um, he plays and we will win. I hope so. Too many people out on the Jazz and they've uh, beaten, uh, playing, been playing worse. Uh, Tyler Horton Tucker, man, especially if uh, 
Tyler Hoyt and Tucker, speaking of people that's been playing well, revenge game for Tyler Hoyt and Tucker. He, he, uh, you know, shipped off of this Lakers team, actually out there getting buckets, man, looking like a running back, looking like a fullback out there. But Tyler Hoyt and Tucker getting buckets. Uh, I just hope the Lakers continue to play with the tenacity uh, on the defensive end. I need to see that. If they can, if they can kind of use that as a fundamental tool for every single game, the Lakers going to be in every single game that they play this year from, from now to, you know, whenever the playoffs start to whenever, you know, they win or lose, whatever. If they play with that level of defensive intensity, they nice, man. They're going to be nice. Uh, Celtics game, Roger, not 100% sure. Robert Williams already been ruled out. Sixers kind of need the game a little bit more. And Jalen Brown listed as questionable. So that's why I didn't really touch on that game. But the Celtics, uh, they own the Sixers. They they, they don't want all four games. Celtics also, uh, one thing I looked at last night, and I got to get a ball for me. I've been on here for 41 minutes. It's supposed to be a 20 minute show. Uh, one thing I looked at the Celtics play well in these, in these tightly contested games. I've been talking about this pretty much all season, but when you look at the Celtics and they're, they're projected to either win by three, just to be in a tight game, a three point game, either way. So, uh, win by three or they're catching three points. The Celtics this season are, uh, let's see if I can get it pulled up. I want to say something like 12 and three straight up. They don't they don't lose tightly contested games too often. It's really, really where you really, really rare you see a Celtics team. Uh you'll see this Celtics team lose a tight game. So for me, it's more about a motivation spot. I know that the Celtics also play tomorrow. So, you know, how much does this game mean to them? Maybe I'll do some more reading and digging. The Celtics are that's what it is. 12 and 4 straight up and against the spread when they're in games that are three points or less, uh, three points or less. So if they're projected to win by three or lose by three. They typically win those games by nine <laughs> and uh, they're 12 and four straight up and against the spread. Also three and 13 to the under. So maybe a, a look towards the under uh, in this game is the way I would look. Uh, it looks God. Damn. Yeah. Maybe a look towards the under the game went over against the bucks the, in the last game, uh, a game I was on the under in uh, that was definitely supposed to stay under. That was the grant, the, uh, the nascent uh, headbutt game um, that got the free throws late, but they were actually, uh, two and thirteen to the under, um, which is a crazy. They, they hadn't had a game go under over in this spot since November the second. So maybe you just look towards the towards the under um, in this spot. I think that might be the better look. Like I said, thirteen and three to the under when they're in tightly contested three point games. Either way, so that's what I like. Um, the, 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 what's your best six picks? I'll put a hundred on it and tip if I win. I don't got six for you, Roger. I, my best bets at the bottom. They, they down at the bottom right there. I took the Timberwolves plus the one, Sacramento, New Orleans under the 237. And I'll just say OKC and Golden State under the 244. And I don't even want to tip my brother. It's all free, man. Even though I am opening a membership section for you guys, if anybody want to become a member for the last couple months of the season, probably be like $4.99. I just, I'm still working on exactly what I want to do there for you guys. So that's what I got, man. Best of luck to everybody today. Best bets are at the bottom show actually double the time, but it's a lot of games to talk about. Uh, do me a favor, hit the like button for me, subscribe to the show, share the show as well. Also check out the podcast always available about 10 minutes after I'm finished. Just go to, uh, it's actually a link in the, in the description. But check it out on uh, all podcast streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, just check that. Check the podcast out for me, man. Leave me a good review over there. Always enjoy bringing you guys this information. Best of luck to you guys today. I will be back at 530 as always for the Crispy Capping NBA show, uh, live on Twitter and also live on YouTube. Uh, doing a little more research on the rest of these games today, but those are my three best bets at the bottom for you guys today. Probably won't force anything. 
Um, like I said, best of luck to everybody today, man. I'm out.